And we are back for week nine predictions, already nine weeks into the NFL season. How crazy and how fast this season is going already. And as I said on Tuesday, my partner, my brother, my my number one right here with me, Julian, you're back on weekly picks after a week off. What's going on, brother? You know, I miss being in the swing of things last week. I listened to you, of course. You did a great job listening to the whole bro. show. It was great to listen, and it was very inspiring, despite the fact I wasn't there. <laughs> like the shout-outs, of course, you know. But um, this week, we finally have the game we've been waiting for, although are we waiting anymore? You're, I know you're happy to see us. Am I happy to see you? I don't know. But <laughs> um, Jets, Patriots, and it reminds me of – the situation we were in last year almost, except it's even worse because we don't have a win. Last year on Monday night, you guys embarrassed us, and now it's going to be at MetLife again on Monday night. But this time, it's just not a lot of appeal here. It's just two bad football teams right now. The Jets are much worse, obviously. And I hope the Jets don't win this game because I'm focused on tanking for Trevor at this point. I'm all in. What else would I have to look forward to this year, really? (laughs) So it's going to be interesting because I'm a little nervous because you guys aren't your normal selves. Could the Jets somehow do the unthinkable? I mean, I wouldn't count on it, but is it possible? Maybe. I Um, mean... It's going to be something to watch. I'm curious what the line is for this game, actually. I think the Patriots are favored by seven and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I will tell you this. Um, the Patriots uh, do have a lot of injuries on defense, especially the defensive line. And our number one D-tackle, Lawrence Guy, is not practicing today. He left the game with a shoulder injury against the Bills. That wasn't too promising. Stephon Gilmore is not practicing today. Hopefully – Get him back tomorrow. We'll see. But um, I'm confident in the secondary of the Patriots to take care of the Jets receivers. Uh, I'm pretty uh, – If you, Jules, I think you could agree with me. Bill Belichick, I think he'll sit Gilmore for this game against the Jets. I think it uh, – especially yeah. if – watch McCall. We got to see with the Jets if Perryman's going to – what's up with him. If I'm um, try to get some injury news, see what's yeah. up. It's only Thursday. And we yeah, have so yeah. Many injuries. It's so it's so early, and they're practicing today, tomorrow, and Saturday, and then maybe a walk through Sunday before the game. But uh, my prediction is this: I'm going to ride high. Uh, Sony Michelle is back from co- from the injured reserve. He's back at practice. I don't know if he'll be activated this week, but that's a plus for the Patriots' run attack, which is arguably one of the best in football. Believe it or not, but um. Here's the thing. Is, can the Patriots lose to the Jets? Absolutely. It's possible. Seven-point favorite, by the way. Seven-point touchdown favorite. Okay. Pretty um, low, actually. Yeah, well, the Patriots are not that good this year, unfortunately. But I will say that I think that uh, the Patriots will win this game. I'm going to go – I'm going to have them sc- – I'm going to – last week they only scored 21. They haven't scored a lot since they um, – since Seattle, I'm going to say this. I think the Patriots come out and surprise everybody. I think that Cam plays very well against the Jets' defense. I think – listen, the Jets are not looking to win games. It's obvious. They no, want that, aren't. They want that pick. Patriots just want the wins. I, I just want to see a win. I haven't seen it in, four, in a month, and it sucks. Um, I will say um, I think the Patriots are going to win. I'm going to go with a – I'm going to go third – you know what? Call me crazy. I'm going to go with them putting up 30. I'm going to say 30 to 17. Only problem with the Jets that I think will be an issue is um, we got to see if Sam Darnold's going to play. He's not practicing today. And also, I think the rush, I think secretly, I think the the Jets' uh, run game could be a problem for us because the Patriots' run defense is not very good. So I'm going to go with 30 to 17 Patriots, and they they go three and five. Yeah, I'm trying to get an updated injury report for you to see what's going on. The Jets' injuries are always like a story every week. You never know who's going to play, who's not. Just another part of our disaster. Everyone's always injured. Darnold with the shoulder again. Like, honestly, I don't understand what we're doing here. Just sit him down, protect him, and just secure the pick and trade him. I'm sorry. I hate to be so brunt about it, but, like, that's probably what's going to end up happening regardless unless the Jets blow the pick. My question to you is – this is outside the box. Well, not really, but it's going to be worth talking about. We might have Mike on next week. He wants to talk about a lot of draft stuff. But, yeah, no, um, I, I, I heard about that today. Yeah, he sent me a few things. Yeah, we'll have him on next week. 
and we'll talk a lot of stuff. I'm excited for that. All right, yeah, so we can have him next week. That's good. But um, if the Jets had the second pick, do you think they would trade Darnold for Fields? Yeah, I do. You I think they still would? Yeah, you, no, you no. You don't think I it's think, just a Lawrence or Bust thing? You think the Jets I, will also take a look I at think, Fields? I think what the Jets are going to do is they're going to take a look. If they have the top two picks, they're going to take a look at who's there. And, of course, uh, Lawrence will go first. But if Fields – Fields can be a guy that could change your offense as well for the Jets because he could do multiple things. And I think that if you could trade Darnold – listen, I, I'm I'm somebody who agrees that Sam Darnold hasn't been given his fair share of a shot due to the offensive line issues, his injuries, and lack of weapons. I still think he deserves one more shot. But knowing Joe Douglas and if they're high a pick like that, you got to go quarterback at that unless you trade out and get more picks, which I don't see happening. I think, honestly, I think you could get a second, a second from, uh, from anybody for Sam Darnold. And Mike told me this, and Mike, sh- shout out to Mike for this. He said trade Sam Darnold to the Colts. That's a very good one. Uh, yeah, he told me that too. Uh, I think that they did say the Broncos would be interested. I think Drew Locke, after the way you saw him play the other day, I think they're fine at quarterback with Drew Locke. He's just fine. Uh, but I do think that the Steelers are a team to watch for Darnold if he's on the block and the Colts. I think those two are – and Jaguars. Don't be surprised if the Jaguars try to – I think those three make a lot of sense. Interesting. I would like to keep him out of the AFC, but I understand those three teams maybe, for sure. Maybe even the Falcons. Uh, a lot of things – this offseason is going to be crazy. You're going to see a lot so of – So the Vikings maybe. I yeah, mean, there's a couple one. teams. I've been hearing that as well. But – um, you know, we got to see it's a long way away. It just sucks. I have to talk about this because I already know my season's over. It's just a terrible season all the way around. I could not have expected this to go any worse. This is literally the worst case scenario for folding before our eyes. It's tough. Right. I can't believe I have to watch eight more games of this. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> honestly, I don't, the only thing I'm looking forward to is the development of some of the young guys like back to Mims. Hopefully we see P right a lot more enough of Frank Gore case. Um, and then a couple of the other young guys, I think, um, what's his name? Hall's going to come back from injury soon. That's going to be something to watch. Hopefully he could have like a Bless Austin effect on us. So right. I have some injury news with us. And Daryl Loggins is going to call plays for the third straight week, which I guess is an upgrade. But is it, though? I don't know. Uh, kind of is. And then the offense just dies in the second half every time. So, like, we'll get a few points in the beginning, and then that'll be it. So... I guess well, you know, the Patriots are the best at making adjustments at halftime. And the Jets can't adjust for anything. That is the weakest point of Adam Gase's coaching. And there's so many weak points I could point to, but his adjustments are by far the worst oh, of any coach I've ever seen. The dude looks lost when someone pulls an adjustment on him. How many times have we seen – this is the last two years now, but mainly last year I remember seeing this a lot – the Jets would come out looking like world beaters on the first drive, and then they wouldn't do anything for, like, the rest of the game. It was so frustrating because he was able to script out the plays, and then once he can't script out the plays and he has to adjust, he's done. Like, yeah. anyone can beat him. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, he's the worst coach I've ever seen. It's yeah, just no. terrible. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, it's really bad. Uh, and real quick, I will say this. I think the fact that Joe Douglas said that Adam Gase is part, uh, part of the solution, I think that's completely asinine. He's proven I that he's just, inept yeah. at winning games. It's, it's just foolish to even think I that I did not like hearing that too much, and a lot of people are reading into it. But, look, here's what I think ultimately. I think he just has to say this now because he's still the head coach, so he has to pretend he still believes in them. Also, the other issue is – I don't think it's his decision to fire Gase that's going to have to come down from the Johnsons, who obviously need to do which it. You heard but, by, which you heard, by the way, that Woody Johnson's coming back. So yeah, because Trump's about to lose, so Woody will be back. And that's about – I think – I heard a theory that he wants to be the hero and, like, fire Gase and draft Lawrence. I don't know how true that is, but, like – Wouldn't uh, surprise me. Would he's such a clown like that. I could totally see him trying to be like, yeah, I <laughs> came back and fired Gase. Like, yeah, I took Lawrence. Now I'm going to turn this around. Like, no, you're not, Woody. This has something to do with you. <laughs> you are absolutely terrible. And the reason why this team is so bad because our ownership's in that. But, okay, injuries for this game. It's going to be tough to watch on Monday night. Sam Darnold and Crowder and Quinnen didn't practice today. Oh it seems as if Darnold and Crowder are precautionary and Quinnen Williams is up in the air. 
and then Prashad Perryman is like you said progressing with the concussion but it's very questionable still so he's been a huge bust the one thing I like that Douglas said he admitted he made a mistake with Robbie Anderson he said he didn't gauge his market value properly yeah oh uh, Robbie Anderson, dude, I once you guys let him go, I knew that was a mistake. And oh, terrible. And the see, Robbie Anderson, look what happens. We always talk about this. AG after Gase, and he's oh. lighting it up in that system with his old head coach Matt Rule. Everything's working out, but I do think that he he's definitely having some regret, as he said. Is they should have just paid Robbie. They should have just paid him, and then your receiving situation would have been fine. It would have been a lot better because at least we would have had Anderson and Crowder. Perryman's a bit bust. I'm sorry. I was excited, but I was completely wrong. He's just a one-trick pony. He doesn't have much to offer. He gets injured all the time. He's, this is what he's been his whole career. It was just a flash in the pan, unfortunately, with Tampa Bay. And Anderson is close to 700 yards, which I think is second behind Julio, which we yep. talked about previously in the NFC. So that actually might be the whole league, but – it's one touchdown. No, it's not the whole league. It's Hopkins is more too. But um, only one touchdown. But he's been good. He really has been. 51 catches. I can't believe he has that many catches because uh, he's never – the most he had with us was – I'm trying to check really quick. He had 63 with us. So he's going to set career highs and everything but touchdowns this year. So that sucks to see. But – Moving on in this game, I think it's going to be closer than people think. I mean, the Jets are due to play like a close game, no? Don't you feel like we're just kind of due to like play a well, little bit close? of course close? it would be against the uh, Patriots, so. And I'm always... like getting nervous about blowing these losses now. So I feel like the Jets are going to do something that's going to make me like lie. Like, I think the Jets lose this game, obviously. I'm not going to predict this to win, but I think it's going to be like a 27-21 deal. I think it's going to be a close game for a while, but the second half, you guys are going to just dominate us. I think the Jets might even have a first half lead, believe it or not, but I think they're going to collapse. I can see us being up like 13-7 or something and then the bottom completely falling out. I could, eh, you know what? That's not a, it's definitely possible. Also, another thing is I want to see uh, how Cam plays. He did play well against the Bills, so um, we will see. what happens with that but anything's possible we will definitely see what happens with that so moving on why don't we go to Thursday night game it's between the Packers and the 49ers and this is crazy because it was reported but so many uh tests positive for COVID-19 it's absolutely insane how many Surprised they're playing this game, honestly. Yeah, especially it's with all crazy. the injuries on both sides. You got to go through the whole injury report. You might need like a book or something. Oh yeah, you got teams. Trent Williams. He's not playing because of uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, Debo Samuel. He's been dealing with an injury. He's on the COVID list. Kendrick Bourne. It was reported just an hour ago. His test was a false positive, but of course, but he will not be playing. So there's so many, and the injuries to the running backs is just crazy too, and. This 49ers team, they, they lose Jimmy Garoppolo for, for, the, for the year. Their running back situation is starting to deteriorate. So many things are just not going well for the 49ers. And they go against the Packers. And the Packers, they have injuries as deals with COVID as well because you got Jamal Williams who won't play because of COVID. You got A.J. Dillon who won't play because of COVID. There's your running back room. But, oh, Here's the thing. Tonight, there is a strong chance that Aaron Jones returns from a two-game absence All with right. that calf injury. He's pushing to play, and I will tell you this. I think he plays, and I'm going to tell you this. I think the Packers win this game 30-20. to 20. I think that the Packers will get back on track on defense. Uh, Nick Mullins did score a lot of points when he came in. Nick Mullins is very, very underrated quarterback. So I do think that the law firm of Smith & Smith should be in full effect tonight. Because the blind side of Nick Mullins is going to be with a backup tackle because Trent Williams, as I said, is out. So Packers 30-20, and I do expect Aaron Rodgers to have a big game. And I do fully expect Aaron Jones to play and run wild. Yeah, man, I really hope so. We need Jones to go off for our fantasy purposes. The Packers lost a huge game to the Vikings. Really disappointing. 49ers are sputtering. 
I think this game's going to be very ugly on both sides just because all the injuries. I think the 49ers might – it seems like one of those games the Packers should roll, but the 49ers right. might play close. I mean, you never know with Nick Mullins. What Mullins are you going to get? Good Mullins or bad Mullins? Because when he's good, the 49ers have a chance to win. But when he's Absolutely. bad, oh, man, he's really bad. So, like, I don't know, man. I think the Packers get this dub. I want to say 23-20. I think you're going to see low scoring, just all the offensive pieces that are out. I think it's going to be a little messy, especially with all the COVID players, too, and all the stuff that's going on with that. I mean, the Packers don't win it because they have to. They have a lot going for them. The 49ers are in a lot of trouble. They might even miss the playoffs with all this injury stuff now. You're going to have to see what happens with this. This is definitely a big game. But um, moving on. Oh, this game's disgusting, Jules. Hate to bring this one up. It's the Giants and the Washington football team. You start. Uh, Okay, well. I mean, I'm going to go Giants. They're knocking on the door, I think. They're very close. I think they, they're due to win this game. Um, they just can't put it together, really. Like, they come close in a lot of games, but they just can't do it. I think this is – oops. I think this is the time they get it done. I think they're going to step up. Daniel Jones might only turn over once this time. <laughs> I think that um, – because you know he's going to turn it over. Like, that's just going to oh, happen. Course. But um, – I think the Redskins are in a tough spot. I really do. Kyle Allen's been okay. McLaren has been banged up a bit, but I think he'll be good to go. Uh, they had the bye week and stuff, so they should be set with him. And then um, Gibson's been good too. He's now, I'm up. trying to remember the Giants' only win this year. Was it against – did they beat – yep, it was against Washington. So I th- that's what I was going to say. I was pretty sure only dub was against the Redskins. I think they may get two for two. And I think that the Redskins will put themselves back in the mix for Trevor. And the Giants will be 2-7. and seven. Washington will be 2-6. and six Because, I mean, the Giants almost beat the Bucks. Like, a lot of things are going well for them, but they just can't close the games. Darius Slayton's been pretty solid, like we talked about. I think he's going to have a big day. And did you know that Daniel Jones is also the Giants' leading rusher? That's that doesn't surprise me. Three hundred sixteen yards. It's that's really sad. That when you when you miss out on one of the best running backs in the game, Saquon Barkley out with that ACL. He did have surgery last week. He's doing well, but a long recovery for him. He'll be back better than ever next year, though. But definitely, like you said, yeah, it's definitely um, a problem for them. The the running the rushing attack of the Giants is deteriorated. It's gone. They don't even use uh. Freeman that much well he's been banged up too actually he might not even play he's been hurting now so I don't know what his story is Shepard's banged up again poor guy can't catch a break with his injuries nope yeah he's Blake Martinez and Logan Ryan had that is- situation with his um wife but yeah they have him list as questionable I don't know what his status is if he's gonna play or not Blake Martinez do you know uh Logan Ryan in terms of what happened with his wife real quick I'll explain it yeah his wife on Zoom was based, is here in Florida and said she was experiencing stomach pain. And the Giants trainers, it might have been Mr. Canelli. I don't know. It, uh, um, but they JPP said go to the, gave him a shout out. What's up? JPP gave Mr. Canelli a shout out. Did he really? Yeah. There you go. Um, but definitely what, the, um, what happened was one of the Giants trainers might have been our really good friend, Ryan Canelli. His father's the Giants trainer. Um, told her to go to the hospital. She went to the hospital, and apparently they that the doctors, the trainers telling his wife to go to the hospital saved her life. That's what all I heard. It saved her life. Mm-hmm. Crazy so story. That's so. You know what? I give credit to everyone on the giant staff for doing that. That just shows how much they care about not only football but their players. And Joe Judge even said to Logan Ryan, "If you don't want to play, go to Florida and take care of your wife. Football comes second. So. Um, it's questionable. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he plays. Yeah, I think he his will wife, too. I think his wife is okay right now. I really do, because this was a few days ago, and she said, apparently, in terms of Logan Ryan, he said she's fine. She's in the, she's coming out of the hospital. They're okay. I think they have three kids. But when you look at that, I want to shout out the Giants training staff for definitely doing that, because saving a life yes. like that, that because what if they, what if she just kept it to herself? And didn't tell Logan, oh, man. and the trainers weren't there. She could have possibly died, God forbid. So hats <sighs> so, off yeah. to the Giants training staff. Great job. 
great story. It's been a tough year, and you just hate hearing stuff like that. But the fact that they were able to um, salvage it and keep it together is very good, and I'm very happy for the family and everything and the Giants training staff. Great job. It was Steve fantastic. If not, he's still fantastic anyway, and right. whoever did it. So I'm happy about that. It's a good. We need to feel good stories in this crazy year. That's yes, definitely do. one of them. So I think the Giants get the dub. 24-21. I think it's going to be a close game, maybe even a game winner late. These two teams are so evenly matched and they're so porous. Like it's whenever they play in these situations, like it always comes down like the last possession. I agree. Um, I'm going to go with the Giants to win as well. I got them winning 26-17. I do think uh, Darius Slayton is going to wreak havoc for this uh, for the defense. I do think the Washington football team. Uh, pass rush, one of the best in football. I think that they're going to make life miserable for uh, Daniel Jones, but they will find a way to make it happen. I expect um, Evan Ingram to have a nice game. I do. I think he bounces back. Uh, Gallman will do pretty well, but yeah, nothing much after that. 26-17 Giants. Yeah, I agree with you. There is a funny story from this game that we have to talk about that we talked about. Um, the Redskins have a number of situation that they have with Trent Williams. Now it's with Ryan Carrigan. Yep. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> they're doing that again. Yeah. They could have traded him. They could have gotten a draft pick. Yeah. It's, it's the, all that nonsense again. They just don't learn, do they? My God. So the Redskins say he requests a trade before the deadline and he doesn't get his wish, obviously, but, um, and they're going to do the same thing they did with Trent Williams. They're going to try to keep him and salvage it. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to end up trading him at some point. I don't know what the contract situation is, but I'm sure they'll figure it out eventually that he's not going to play for them or whatever, and he might get traded in the offseason. They'll lose value. Just a classic move by Redskins. Of course. Such a classy organization, right? So, <laughs> oh, uh, so moving on, this game – it's interesting. We're going to go to the Titans and the Bears. And here's the thing with this one, with this game. And the Titans and the Bears, it's five and three Bears, five and two Titans. And the Titans really know ever since losing that game to the Steelers when they were undefeated, they're on a two-game losing streak. But when you look at the rankings, the one thing with the um, – the Titans is their defense is starting to fall apart. As you guys know, Vic Beasley was cut. He is yep. no longer on the team. One and apparently John Robinson, the GM of the Titans, his response to cutting him, he said they had enough of this guy. That's all they said. They said wow. that. And if you guys remember this in training camp, he didn't show up for a few days. He's just, I, I'm going to tell you this. I think the guy's a bust. I really do. I don't think he's a good player. I think, in Atlanta, he had a few good years, and then he did nothing. He was quiet. He was sought out to be the next great pass rusher, and it just wasn't there. And Jadavian Clowney's been nothing but a, a thief in terms of Jul Julian's dad's favorite line. He's a thief. All he does is, is come and steal money from the Titans and do nothing. Just That's craziness. It. He does absolutely nothing. It's disgusting how this guy could be one of the best pass rushers, and he can't even get a sack in already – seven games at the halfway through the year. Disgusting, pathetic. But it really look, is embarrassing. It's it's so bad, bro. Like I don't I just don't get it. Ugh, this team, but listen, Beal, there's a lot of optimism with the Titans. They're still a very good football team. They just gotta fix it up on the defensive side. And I do think they will be okay. But um I'm gonna tell you this. I think the Bears, I said this on Tuesday, they are a fluke team. They are a fluke five and three team. They are not a good football team at all. The only thing good about their team is Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack on defense. That's it. There's nothing else that I even entertain with this football team. It's, Matt Nagy is definitely on the hot seat, in my opinion. This team has just not been very good. You think good. he gets caught if they don't make the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. It's time. <laughs> and like I said, like I told you earlier in the year, Eric Bieniemy is going to be a head coach. Why not have the Chiefs bring back Matt Nagy? It makes too much sense. Yeah, you have been talking that one up, and we'll see if that ends up happening. And, yeah, look, 
Vic Beasley, I used to be a big fan of his. He was a big part of that Super Bowl team the Falcons had. I really thought he was going to be a special player. I wanted the Jets to take a look at him, but I couldn't have been more wrong. I mean, the guy just, he's absent-minded. He's not buying in anymore. Like, the training camp stuff with zero sacks. Like, you have to question how much he even wants to play anymore. Right, exactly. Honestly, like, I don't even know if his head's in football right now. I'm not sure what his problem is. Or, like, I don't know the story, but it's not anything good, obviously. He's not. No one's gonna pick him up. He's terrible. No, no. He's, he's probably he's, done forever. He, I would assume, unless like maybe he tries to like go through the off season or something, and like he'll try to like work out or something. But this year he's done. Like I don't know. No, it's no. Yeah, I don't think any team even uh, entertains even bringing him in for a workout. That's how. Uh, yeah, he might. His yeah, play he might be been. right. Honestly, and he's just. It's just pure laziness. His head's definitely not in football, and it's a shame because this team spent a lot of money on those two pass rushers, and they both have zero sacks. Yeah. That's not why. Clowney's even more worse because, like, he comes with more pedigree. He, you expect more from him. He's looking to get a contract, and honestly, he might not even get anything either at this rate, the way he's been playing. So he needs to step up. But he has to be on notice now that they cut Vic Beasley, so maybe he'll, that'll wake him up. I don't know. And the thing that was really sad about this, the Bengals had like three starters out, and those two still couldn't do a thing. They did yeah. absolutely nothing, and they were playing against backup linemen, for Christ's sakes. Come on now. That should have been – it should have been so easy for them to get over two or three sacks each. That's how – you, they could have taken advantage, and it's just pure – like we said, it's just laziness. They just couldn't On get it done. both of them, yeah. Honestly, and, it really is. And it's disgusting. It really is. But in terms of this game, I will tell you this. I think the Titans get back on track and win 30-21. to 21. Um, In terms of the Bears, if you didn't hear, Jules, you're ready for this. Mitch Trubisky came in for one play, and he hurt his shoulder. Oh, they actually brought him in for a play. How Apparently, did I, even, I, didn't even, I didn't even see this because I watched this whole game. I don't know what happened. Mitch Trubisky came in for one play, and he hurt his shoulder. So he's not going to – something's up with him. So, of course – and he wasn't going to come in unless it was an injury anyway. But Nick Foles really just hasn't been good for this team. I mean, he's helped get them to five and three, of course. But uh, it's yeah, just too inconsistent. he has his ups and downs. Yeah. It's too inconsistent. It really is. But I do think uh, Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller are going to wreak havoc on that secondary of the um, – the the Titans, they did trade for Desmond King. He obviously can't play because of the COVID thing, so he can't play for this game. He'll play next week. So with that, I'm going 30-21. I think Derrick Henry runs all over this defense. Uh, I do. I will say Khalil Mack has two sacks. I'll give him that, though. But uh, other than that, yeah, Titans 30-21. Yeah, I mean – I agree with you, man. I think the Titans are going to get it done. They have to. This is a good spot for them. Last week, they got embarrassed by the Bengals. They had no business losing that game. They didn't even show up. Pretty bad effort. And the Bears, like you said, a very fraudulent team. That was a game against the Saints they really had to win to kind of flip that narrative that we both have in them. But they're starting to prove it more and more that they're a fraudulent team. Titans 27, Bears 20. I think the Titans just about cover that spread. I think it's a six-point game, the, the line. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to take care of it. The Bears, just like you said, it's really about Robinson and Mack. Not much else to offer. The other guys come and go as they please for the most part. I mean, that defense is pretty good. But when the offense puts them in bad positions in terms of the turnovers, the three and outs or whatnot, it's just tough. But, yeah, Titans win. Yeah, absolutely. So, moving on to the next game, it's the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions, a divisional game. So, Jewel, oh do you take this one? This is um, – well, Stafford's on the COVID list now, yes, so he's he out. And I think the Vikings are going to win this game. Even if Stafford was playing, I would probably would have taken them. So, I'll definitely take them now. I think they're going to do what we talked about on Tuesday. It's a very simple game plan. You just give that ball to Dalvin Cook, and you make Cousins throw it as few times as possible. You get out of there, you two clock, you win. Vikings 27, Lions 13. I think whoever the quarterback is, I don't know. Do you know who it is? I have no idea. The Lions quarterback against the Vikings is going to struggle because the Vikings defense is starting to play a little bit better, as you saw against the Packers last week. 
And this is a good spot for the Vikings because two and five, they're not out of it yet. Like they got, no. they, they're not looking good, but like if they roll off a few, get back to 500, especially with the extra playoff spot this year, they can still get in there. So this Vikings team should have plenty of motivation still. I think Jefferson will have a big day. Thielen will do work in his limited opportunities. I think they both get touchdowns. Cook gets one also. And then, um, We'll see some field goals, too. So that's what I think is going to happen. The Lions, like we said, get Swift the ball. Enough with AP. Come on already. Galladay's been in and out of the lineup. I don't know what his status is. Is he going to be in there? Who would you say? Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay's out. Okay, yeah. The Lions have no chance. It's going to be yeah. ugly. That's it. Yeah, no. And um, looking at this game, yeah, Matthew Stafford is at high-risk contact. So he's on the COVID list. So the one thing I'm trying to look up to see who will play quarterback for them. Oh, it's going to be between Chase Daniel and David Blau. Remember that guy? David Blau came in. Oh, God. So, yeah. they're Him? Yeah. They're, this team. This <laughs> oh, team's they're, they're in, in trouble. This team's in hell of trouble. So I'm going to tell you this. I got the Vikings running all over the Lions. I think Dalvin Cook looks fresh, and you saw what he did against the Packers. He's going to double that, how bad it's going to be against the, uh, the Lions. Uh, I, got, I think Thielen plays very well. I think Justin Jefferson very well as well. Uh, I got the Vikings blowing them out 33-14. to 14. Well, yeah, that makes sense to me. I could see it. I mean, the Vikings are just a much better team. I don't care what the record says in this situation yeah. because they Lions have got a few fluke wins, but Vikings will take care of this. Yeah, so um, here um, we'll move on to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Carolina Panthers. So with this game, I will tell you, the Chiefs are 7-1. and one. They're looking good. Uh, they do have a few holes that they need to fix, but they look pr- the offense is just lighting it up. Patty Mahomes really looked good last week. <laughs> of course he did against, yeah, the, against uh, the Jets. Against yeah. the Jets, yeah. Yep. But um, this game is going to be a little – I will think – I think the Panthers could maybe stay in it a little bit. Maybe uh, on the front seven could get to Patty Mahomes, make it a little uncomfortable for him. But I do think uh, the Panthers – Offense could could cause some issues for the Chiefs' defense. I do think they'll score points. I do expect Patty Mahomes to pass all over this defense. Uh, I think Clyde Edwards or Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell will get their fair share of carries again. Uh, big day, in my opinion, for Travis Kelsey. As in the in the uh, middle of the field, they the defense for the Panthers, their safety situation. They do have a guy named Jeremy Chin and Trey Boston, but I Travis Kelsey is going to eat their lunch, in my opinion. So I got the Chiefs putting up 30 points again. I got them winning 31-23, but I do think that Teddy Bridgewater plays well, and I will give Robbie Anderson scoring a touchdown. He will cause a lot of problems. He's due to get in the end zone. He only has one touchdown this year. But like you said, the Chiefs, too much. Chiefs 41, Panthers 21. I think this isn't bad. I think it's a route. I think the Panthers can't keep up, even though McCaffrey is supposed to be back, right, brother? Yes. So he'll be back. Christian McCaffrey will be back, and I do think that he will cause some issues. He's going to be fresh, and that's the one thing with the Chiefs they're going to have to stop. So it's going to be interesting. That's why my score is a lot closer than people think. So, Yeah, I just think that the Chiefs are too good. I think the Panthers have been better than expected, but it's just a tough assignment going to Arrowhead. Like, you think you can hang tough, and then all of a sudden Mahomes just drops, like, three touchdowns in, like, a quarter, and you're just like, what are we doing here? And it's over, you know? Yeah, I agree with you, yeah. It's But maybe the Panthers will surprise. Maybe they'll hang tough. I just don't see it this afternoon on Sunday in Arrowhead. But what do you say we talk about? There's two big games we need to get into, and these have huge playoff implications. So... We got Seahawks-Bills, which is in our division, of course. And then we have Ravens-Colts. These are both huge games So the one o'clock right. slate. Oh, absolutely. So, you know what? Why don't we go to – you know what? Let's go to the Ravens-Colts to start. Okay. And then, you know what? Since I did that one, you take this one away. I might surprise you here, but I'm going to go with Indy. I'm just going to tell you right off the jump. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because, that. Um, I don't like what I'm seeing with Baltimore. I really don't. Uh, five and two, but 
Jackson hasn't played well. Look at these passing numbers, only 1,343 yards. He's on pace for around 3,000, which just isn't good enough. His rushing attack numbers, 411, which is around what it was last year, not too far off. But the turnovers, the fumbles haven't been good. Four picks, which four picks isn't terrible, but he needs to do more in the passing game. I just haven't seen it yet. Phillip Rivers has been okay, mediocre this year. He's 10 and 6, his touchdown to pick ratio, closing in on 2,000 yards. The running attack for Indy is very interesting. So you're going to see what happens with Taylor. You know, Hines got in play a lot last week. He had those touchdowns and all that. So we got to see what ends up happening with that. But I think the Colts defense is going to present a lot of problems to Lamar Jackson. Wilkins is the man that took the lead role last week. So we'll see how they split it this week. But I just think that defense is going to cause problems. Rivers is starting to get a little bit hot. He's playing better. But um, it's just tough because they still don't have T.Y. Hill, and he's going to be out for a while. So that's going to be a tough thing for them to overcome on offense. But I think they have enough. I really do. The Ravens' rushing attack has been very mixed as well with Edwards and Dobbins. Ingram has been down. But the problem is, you know who we need to fill a missing person report for? How about Mark Andrews? Where has he been? Who's making plays? And then you have Hollywood Brown getting upset with his involvement in the offense after having one catch last week. Willie Sneed shows up out of nowhere. We know that's not going to happen for two weeks in a row. So where is this offense going to come for Baltimore? I'm not sure. So Colts 24, Ravens 23. I think it's going to come down to the end. But I think Indy has just enough to get it done. I really do. Well, I definitely agree that I think the Colts – present a huge problem offensively and defensively for the Ravens, and especially because one of their their best corner on the team, Marlon Humphrey's out on the COVID list, and we don't know when he's going to return, so that's a huge loss for them. But um, the one thing with this is Yannick's going to play this game, I believe. We'll see how he does. I'm going to say this. I think the Ravens win this game. I have them winning this. And here's – I do think that the Colts' defense – it's second ranked for a reason. It's going to present a lot of problems. Lamar, <clears throat> excuse me, Lamar Jackson has not looked good, but with the, I think the rushing attack of uh, Mark Ingram might be back and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I think that they can really uh, get them in positions where they could get down and get more points. Um, in terms of receivers for the Ravens and Mark Andrews, I feel really bad for them because. They're there, and Lamar Jackson just can't get them the ball, and it's a problem going forward. But I do think that they win. It's a close game. I got the Ravens winning 33-28, to but I do think um, for the Colts, look out for Jonathan Taylor. I could see him having a big game against them just out of nowhere. Excuse me, having a big game. But 33-28 Ravens, they win this game just by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. We got similar thoughts with this game. I think it's going to be a very interesting one. We're going to be watching it for the 1 o'clock window because we don't play until yeah. Monday. So oh, I'll be we're going to be able to watch sure. all the games, and it's going to be fun. But we're going to have to see what happens out there. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the afternoon. Absolutely. And now we, go, now we move on to the Seahawks and the Bills, and I'm going to break it for you right now, bro. So, listen – the Buffalo Bills have not looked good. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. The first three games of the year, this team looked like a glorified powerhouse. And then Josh Allen showed out to be how he is. He's inconsistent, okay? I don't care who, who disagrees with me. The guy is inconsistent. His accuracy is still a problem. Yes, he could extend the play with his legs and cause issues. But the problem is... He still overthrows receivers. He is getting his tight end back. Dawson Knox got activated from the COVID list, so that's a plus for the Bills. But I I think this Seahawks team is just too good. I think Russell Wilson's going to make this – and the problem with this defense of the Bills, they can't stop anybody, and it's a problem because their their secondary minus Tredavious White is not very good. We don't know if Micah Hyde's going to come back. We don't know if uh, Josh Norman well, – I don't think they need to care about Josh Norman. That guy's washed up. Uh, he's still feeling the effects of getting tossed around by Derrick Henry. So, 
Um, I think the Seahawks, I think Russell Wilson and DKA Metcalf are going to light it up. I do think that Tyler Lockett's going to cause an issue in the slot for the Bills to cover. I do think the Bills will get some points, but it's not going to be enough. I got the Seahawks winning 34-24. Bills get exposed. Seahawks keep moving on. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I think you made some great points with the Bills and Allen. Honestly, we've always said this, that he had to be consistent. He just doesn't want to prove it still. I don't care what anyone says either. We are on the money with this. A lot of people like Allen. They get enamored with the size, the scale, the arm, the speed, the rushing yards and all that. But you got to hit receivers when they're open, and you got to stop turning the football over. He still has a huge fumbling problem. He turns it over. He takes risk. He he misses his receivers by 20 or 30 yards at times when they're wide open. It's just inexcusable. But I actually think – I don't know why. This is like one weird game for me. I'm going to go with the Bills here. I don't know why. I really don't like doing this. But I just think that west to east is going to hurt Seattle here even though there's no fans – it's just one of those games like you just think the Seahawks are going to win and the Bills are just going to show up and show out because there's still no Adams to my knowledge. I don't know when he's coming back. Do you know have any update on Jamal? I'm going to look up right now. I'm going to I'm on the Twitter sphere and I cuz they, they that defense is bad. They're on pace to give up more yards than the Saints in 2012. That's how bad their defense is right now and they would set a record for the most yards given up. It's been it's been a problem. That's why I think the Bills might power it through because they can move the ball. But the question is the turnover battle. If Allen turns it over, then the Seahawks will probably end up winning. If he has multiple turnovers, the Seahawks will take advantage and they'll win because Wilson and Metcalf are cooking. Metcalf already has almost 700 yards. He's been great. Tyler Lockett's been phenomenal. And they've been great. Wilson's MVP leader still. So... It's going to be a great game. I think you're going to see a lot of scoring. I think you're going to see – I'm going to go with 30-28 Bills, okay. though, and they win it late. Okay, definitely. Um, it's definitely going to be a close game no matter what happens, and uh, it's definitely uh exciting one to watch. So we got two games left in the 1 o'clock slate, and they're two pretty bad ones. I'll start with this one. The Texans and the Jaguars, just disgusting. I'll break it down for you guys real quick. The big storyline with the Texans, they didn't trade Will Fuller. They kept all their receivers. They stand pat on what on their asking price of a second-round pick, and the Packers just didn't budge. And as we all know, the Packers are foolish for doing that. So um, with this game, I will tell you this. There is a report that just uh, the Texans are looking to rebuild, and J.J. Watt has told the team he's not looking to rebuild. So after the season, be on the lookout for him uh, asking to be released. And I could see that happening because he doesn't oh, want to be they'll around. straight up cut him what's that you think they'll straight up cut him i think they'll ask to in the offseason for a trade and if they can't they'll cut him and that cuts a lot of money on them and so they can rebuild but they're going to ask for a pick because they want to use that capital and see what they could do with the young team but jj watts getting older but in my opinion i think letting go of arguably the one of the best pass rushers to ever play the game is foolish but he said it he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild he wants to go on and win a championship. He definitely deserves one. But um, yeah. with this game, I'll tell you this real quick and easy. I got the Texans winning 28-14. There's no Gardner Minshew. It's either going to be um, Mike Lennon or – said Jake Luton's going to start. Jake, I was actually curious too. Who Jake in the world is Jake, Jake Luton? Luton. I, I've never heard of this guy either. This team's He's just a, a train wreck. There's no D.D. Westbrook. Uh, it's He's just a six-rounder. Oh, my God. An absolute, I mean, he, he's not going to be the Brady of him. From Oregon. No, they said they're hoping for a repeat of Gardner Minshew, who was also a six-rounder. Could there be some six-round magic? Oregon State. I'm oh actually Jake Luton. I'm interested now. I've never even heard of this guy. Yeah, I, I've never heard of this guy either. <laughs> yeah, I just think the Texans run all over them. I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a nice day. David Johnson, give the man the damn ball, will you? Keep using him versatilely. Get him involved more in the passing game and try to get some more points. I I just, yeah, th- this game's too easy for me. Texans move on 28-14. I'm going to say I'm going to go upset City on you, although I have to say a couple things here we're going to put in the context here before I make this upset prediction. So Mike Ramirez before the season said something that has been true so far, but we still have a long way to go. 
If you recall week one, he said that the Jaguars will win the first game and they'll lose the rest of them. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep, he, it's recorded out here. You go back in the archive, finds it. He straight up said it. And there's a good chance it honestly happens. The reason I am picking the Jaguars to win is because they need a win. They got to separate themselves from the Jets and get their second win. And I think that they're going to catch the Texans sleeping. Jake Luton completed 62% of his passes his senior year. He threw 28 touchdowns and three picks. And his yards runs are 2,714. So quarterback rating 150. Not like eye-popping, but good enough compared for a college quarterback, I would say. But like, he can maybe make a few plays. I think the Jaguars have what it takes to get this upset. I think they can win an ugly one, twenty to seventeen. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, well, I will. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to. Um, it's Robinson yeah. season. Yeah. Um, with this, we'll see what happens. But the Texans got to play a lot better. I think this is a game they could get back on track. But uh, the last game of the. Um, one o'clock slate and Jules, I'll let you, I'll let you take this one. This is the Broncos and the Falcons. Okay. So the Falcons, can they string together back-to-back wins? Yes, they can. Because Denver is going to be exhausted after what they had to do last week against the Chargers. It took everything they had to win that game. I still can't believe the Chargers lost that game, but I think the Falcons have to get hot. They know it's on the line. Now they're two and six. Uh, they're a better team than the Broncos. They're home. So I really think that um, they're going to get it done. I think they'll get it 24 to 17. I think it'll be close for a while. They'll make a play late. They won't blow a big lead, hopefully. Todd Gurley has eight TDs. Ridley has 700 yards almost. Julio is around that as well. So. We're going to see what happens with him. I'm excited to watch this game and see if the Falcons can keep it going, see if they can keep themselves alive. At two and six, their chances are slim to none. They just have to keep getting wins. We've, they were in this situation last year, and they fell apart, obviously. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I just think they're the better team. But there was a big story that I need your take on. What's what do up? you make of this McKinney story, asking to be traded two years in a row and not getting his request and then, like, going so public about it, like, saying, like, he could, they could have got a second for him last year. And he said this year they could have got a five and a six. Yeah, um, he's arguably really disappointed and not happy with his uh, his role in this on this defense and especially on this team. He's just not happy, and he wants a fresh start. He's young, and I think he could be – an asset to another team, but this team just are just obviously just did not want to, um, to deal him. And he's making it publicly known that he's just not happy. And, you know, it's, I, I think that the Falcons are foolish for letting him go. They did draft him high. They had a lot of high hopes. It just hasn't panned out in Atlanta for him. So I think that the team definitely just needs to move on from him and see what happens. They should have been, they should have at least entertained it. They didn't even entertain it. So uh, something to monitor at the end of the year, but I don't expect them to be in Atlanta, especially being extremely public on Twitter and, and what he said. Yeah, yeah well, this is a strange situation. Yeah, it's just – I've never seen something so, like, open about, like, two years in a row. He just gets drafted to them, doesn't want to be there at all. They said the coach, Raheem Morris, said that they're going to discipline him. Um, so, yeah. Um. It's just a crazy situation, but I think they'll rise up, which is their slogan, and I think they'll get the dub move to three and six. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to go with – I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with the Broncos winning this game. I'm going to go oh, with uh, – okay. After that big comeback win that they had against the Chargers last Sunday, I think they're going to ride high. I love, absolutely love what I saw from Drew Locke. I thought he played exceptionally well. And I think the Broncos found their quarterback of the future. He's very, very good. Um, I think also that um, Philip Lindsay has since returning from injury has provided a spark. They do have Melvin Gordon, but I don't know what the, how they're using him. It's just I, it's so versatile. They don't use him right. I, I don't get it. But uh, uh, Jerry Judy's got to step it up a little bit more. Noah Fant being back is huge, and I think the Falcons will have trouble stopping these guys. 
but and because I do their secondary and their front seven is just not as good as it used to be. Um, I'm going to go the Broncos winning 24-23, and Drew Locke once again in the fourth quarter drives them down to kick to to uh, game-winning touchdown. That's what I think. I think he's going to do it again. Okay, I mean that could very well happen. I mean the Falcons have been a mess all year. They haven't won back-to-back games. They blow leads. The Broncos have been playing well lately. They've been looking better with Locke. He's kind of locked in, I'll say. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to be an interesting game to watch. We'll see. Absolutely. So we move on to the 4 o'clock games, and let's start it off with the best one, in my opinion. You know what? Let's go with the – well, I'm going to go – we'll start with the Steelers and the Cowboys, and I'll, and, um, I'll take oh. this one. Oh, God. Short and sweet. Steelers are the best team in the AFC, in my opinion. Well, I stated last week. That. What's that? You did say that. Yes, I did. Uh, I think that they're very good defensively. I think their offense is clicking. Uh, they're so, they can beat you in so many different ways. And the Cowboys without Dak and without Andy Dalton are just a complete and total, forgive me for saying this, shit show. That's exactly what they Even are. Even with Andy Dalton, they were. Yeah, it's just not good. Um, Who's starting? Um, is it Rush, Cooper, Rush? Is he getting the start? Be, it might be Cooper, <laughs> Rush, or Ben DiNucci again. So they said they'll announce it on game day. So oh, God. Whoever oh, it's such a big surprise. Oh, the Steelers are going to be shaking their boots, whichever one oh, they Oh, they're name. scared. Oh, oh my defense, God. I can't believe it. Like, the oh, first-ranked defense in the league is scared of Ben DiNucci or Cooper, Rush. Oh, they're Which scared. one is it? Oh, man. They got to be up at night just contemplating that. Oh, like, man, which quarterback oh, is it going to be? Like, who do we game plan for? it's so oh my god this is gonna be a massacre gotta call the the, anytime there's a big massacre i'm saying this call the fbi because there's gonna be there's a crime scene a lot of blood this might be the worst game of the week by far honestly steelers are gonna kick the the living crap out of the cowboys 36 to 13 i expect big ben to pass all over this horrendous defense juju i expect him to get over 100 yards all the receivers, I think, will all get involved getting at least five or six receptions each for close to 60, 70 yards apiece. Uh, it's just that bad with the Cowboys' defense. I do think that Zeke uh, wakes up, though. He could get over 100 yards. He gets in the end zone, and that will be, uh, in my opinion, their only touchdown. 36-13 Steelers. Okay. I have a couple questions here, and I'm going to be brief as possible. So – in fantasy football terms, which you're going to do soon, I'm sure. Yep, I'm going to – right after we're done with this, I'm going to post my uh, – Are you card. benching all your Cowboy receivers at this point, like even Cooper? You know what? It's so – I'm going to bench Cooper, due, I think. Due to the quarterback play, I'm going to have to say yes because, you know what, they have so many weapons, it's just the quarterback can't get them the weapons. You saw last year, Jules, the Steelers – had great weapons on offense and no quarterback. Look, they all had bad years. And so mm-hmm. you're seeing yeah. the exact same thing with Dallas here. It's a problem. And so, their defense yeah, I'm can't definitely... bail them out like the Steelers. No, That's the issue. Absolutely not. That's the thing. So, um, yeah, I'm si- these weapons of the Cowboys, I'm, I'm benching them. Yeah. It really just sucks that this game has to be on national TV. We've had so many bad TV games because of so many circumstances. Yeah. It's going to be another tough one to watch. Steelers 40, 42, Cowboys 10. I'll give them one touchdown. I don't even know if they get that, honestly. Cooper might get it if they score. I feel like he's due, but Steelers are just going to dominate. It's too easy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. And then we'll, uh, there's two more. This is the Raiders. We got three, brother. No, no, uh, two games in a 4 o'clock slate. Oh, okay, yeah. So we got the Raiders and the Chargers. Jules, take this one. I'm going to go upset City here. I think the Chargers, look, they've been knocking on the door. They've blown four leads this year of substantial points. The lowest one was 17-6. to six. They had 20-3 against the Saints. They had 24-3 to three last week. I mean, this team, I just don't get it. But this is a spot where I think they can win because Oakland might underestimate them. I can see them coming in hop, confident. I think the Chargers have what it takes. They just need to finish a game. Can they finish a game? That's the question. They're like the Falcons of the AFC, basically, at this point. So I think this time they do. I think they know what's at stake. They're 2-5. and five. They got to turn it around quickly. Like we've both said, this team has plenty of talent on both sides of the ball. 
Justin Herbert's been tremendous, almost 2,000 yards already, 15 touchdowns, just five picks. Their running attack is very inconsistent because of the issues with Eckler. You never know who's going to get it. Is it Kelly? Is it Jackson? That's the one issue with them. I think Keenan Allen's going to have a huge day. And I think Mike Williams is going to show up. He's been very inconsistent, but this seems like a good spot for him to maybe grab a touchdown or two. Oakland's been, you know, up and down. They had that big win against the Chiefs, but, like, you don't always see it with them. I think Darren Waller's been very quiet. I think he's due to have a breakout game. Jacobs will do his thing. I think you're going to see a shootout. I got Chargers 31, Raiders 28. I think it will be a fun game. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Raiders winning this one, though. I think that they can bounce back. They are gonna win this one, back to back wins for them. Uh, I think Derek Carr is playing very well with all the uh, problems that they've had with due to the COVID list and injuries. I think he's played exceptionally well. Uh, the Chargers, they found a stud in Justin Herbert. I think they have weapons. They're gonna be good for a while, but this year they just can't hold together wins. They are the Atlanta Falcons of the AFC. And it's a problem because this defense of the Chargers is very underrated. But I think the Raiders, um, I like you said, Josh Jacobs, I think is going to have a nice day. I think um, Henry Ruggs with his speed could be a problem for the Chargers defense. I, I'm going to go, like I said, a shootout 27-23 uh, Raiders. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting one. I think it's a very close game. It's going to be a toss-up. Division games are always fun. The line for this one is even. It's a pick 'em. I mean, that, that just shows how close these two teams are. Chargers at home, but like we said, the home doesn't really matter that much. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting game. Absolutely. And, Jules, I want you to take this game, and I'll take the last one. This is the last 4 o'clock game. This is the Cardinals and the Dolphins. Okay, I think what you're going to see here is that um, Tua's going to come down to earth in this spot. I think this is a tough spot for him. He's going to go on the road against a decent Cardinals defense. Tyler Murray, he's going to have to try to outduel him. It's not going to happen. Murray's been pretty good this year. 1,847 receiving, I mean, passing yards, 13 touchdowns, 7 picks. Trying to see his rushing numbers really quick, but doesn't matter. DeAndre Hopkins is going to kill them. Kenyon Drake has been up in the air. and he Will he get a shot to play against his former team, or is he still out? Who is that, you said? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, Um, I think he's questionable. I, his injury was pretty uh, – it was pretty severe, so I'm going to say it's doubtful he plays. Okay, so he's not going to get that chance against his former team, I guess. And Murray has 437 yards rushing and seven touchdowns, which is already three more touchdowns than last year and only 100 less yards. So he's going to shatter his numbers from last year on the ground. And I think the Cardinals going to take care of him. I think Tua is going to turn it over twice. I think he'll throw two picks, maybe a fumble. It's going to be bad for him, I think. Hopkins, like I said, is going to dominate. And I think that the Cardinals are just too much for them. I think it's a 31-17 situation. Okay. I'm going to go with the Cardinals winning as well. I think that um, they've been a bit hot and cold. The Dolphins' defense looked really, really good last week against the Rams, but this team is totally different than the Rams and a lot better than the Rams, I might add. Um, I think that – Kyler Murray causes a big problem for this defense. He's going to keep Brian Flores up at night trying to come up with a game plan to stop him because he's so versatile. He can beat you in so many ways. Uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins is just too good, and I don't care if you have the best corner in football, he's still going to put up numbers. Christian Kirk, I think, will have a nice day. And I think Tua definitely, he did have a – he had a decent first game, like 12 passes, 21 yards, only 92 passing yards and a touchdown. That's it. Uh, this week against the Cardinals defense, I think they're going to really uh, wreak havoc for him. They're going to really confuse him. And I could even see them forcing some turnovers. So, got to see what happens with that. But I think the Cardinals, yeah, 31-21, definitely. Uh, I couldn't agree more, brother. I really couldn't, honestly. Like, I think this game is pretty cut and dry. Just a tough spot for the Dolphins and Tua. Absolutely. And then we go to the last game, Sunday Night Football. My game of the week. It is Brady versus Breeze. I can't it wait. Is the, it is the touchdown pass record game. 
two of these games we're getting this year. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, the Buccaneers, and the New Orleans Saints. What a game. This game is great for Sunday Night Football primetime. This is what we want to see. And with the when you look at the Buccaneers, they did struggle against the uh, Giants. Um, I think the Buccaneers' defense is extremely underrated. I think they're very, very good. Great front seven. Their secondary is great, and their linebackers are tremendous. Um, oh, the offense. By the way, Chris Godwin's coming back. Oh, and a little guy named uh, one of the best receivers in football, Jules. I think you know his name, Antonio it's Brown. Antonio Brown, and he's wearing a TB12 hat going he's off. A, yeah, he's wearing a TB12 hat. He cut his hair. He's got the mustache going. He, he's wearing number 81 for the Buccaneers because 84 is taken by Cameron Brait. Uh, he's playing. Uh, he'll get his fair share of, uh, of plays, and he will make them. This defense of the Saints is going to stay up all night trying to figure out how are you going to stop this passing attack of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They're going to have new wrinkles, too, Anto- that the Saints haven't even seen before. Exactly. And Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski starting to pick it up. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this. The Saints, you got I don't six know if, options out there with Scotty Miller, too, if you want to run a four-wide yeah, no, receiver That's why this set. team is so lethal. It's so Bucks good. Offense. And they have two backs, Rojo and Burnett, as much as we wish Rojo would get the ball more. But Burnett is obviously still good. That's not to take anything away from Leonard. But, like, it's going to be crazy to watch this game. I'm really looking forward to it. Like, this is a great primetime game because – Monday night, as much as we like our teams, we know it's a dud, honestly, like in the grand scheme of things. Like Jets-Patriots on national TV right now, not outstanding. Cowboys and Steelers, same situation. I don't know what they're going to have at 1 o'clock because around here, but I know Giants and Redskins is not desirable. So I'm really happy about this game. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you this. If Michael Thomas comes back for the Saints, it's a huge plus for them and will cause uh, problems for the Bucks defense. But I'm going to tell you this, no matter what happens, I think Drew Brees and Tom Brady are going to throw a lot of touchdown passes each. Oh, we'll yeah. see who has more. Michael Thomas return. If he plays, there's a, it's questionable, but I think for this game, he comes back. They definitely got to get him out there. Enough's enough. Uh, I think Alvin, Kam- play. I th- Alvin Kamara is having one of his best seasons of all. Bruce Arians just said today, he coached Marshall Falk, and he said that Alvin Kamara is scarier. That's I caught that. That's crazy it, to me. I can't it, believe that. Yeah, wow. no, Alvin Kamara is just that scary. Such a great player. Um, I'm going to tell you guys this. It's a shootout, but when the push goes to shove, who would you rather have, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? Drew Brees' arm is about to die. He has the Peyton Manning uh, dead arm effect. Tom Brady's sure. arm is better than ever at 43. I'm going with the Bucks. How could I not against my guy? That's my quarterback right there. I don't care. He's forever a Patriot. Buccaneers get this win win 31-30. I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. Um, The Bucs lost the first time around. I think they're going to get revenge this time. I'm going to say it's a barn burner as well. I'm going to go even higher scoring. I think defense is optional in this game. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm going to go 35-31 Bucs. I think they're going to pull through late. I think they're going to be down three points, and they're going to get a touchdown and they're going to get it late, and it's going to be Antonio Brown with the game-winning touchdown, the villain of it all. He's going to rub it in the Saints' face, and they're going to be like, damn, that And remember, that's funny, be- that's funny because last year when the Patriots let him go, he went on a workout with the Saints. That's funny. Forgot about oh, that's that. That's right. I forgot about that whole fiasco. He definitely is going to want to get some payback and- on the Saints. Uh, I know, and that's going to rub some salt in the wounds if he, especially if he ends up getting the game-winning touchdown. That would be some story. I agree. Um, I will say this real quick: Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl, and they're going to play the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. All right. Well, I got to say this: we'll be there in Tampa. So I hope I'm I'm rooting for the Bucks. And wait till you see, wait till you see what I'm wearing for the Super Bowl that day. Oh, boy, this is going to be good. I hope the Bucks make it because it will make it more fun. But I want them to lose, obviously, because Brady can't get another Super Bowl. I want him to get another ring. and then he, he just, <laughs> can I want to see to... I want to see Bucks chiefs That's the game I want. Well, I think we could all agree Buccaneers are definitely going to the Super Bowl. Who in the NFC is going to even give them problems? Seattle Packers, if they get themselves together, it's a short list, really. The NFC gonna, is really weak. It's going to be interesting, but I think in the AFC, I'm just, I just like the Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers, definitely. 
Yeah, I mean, they've been the best so far, but it's going to be fun to see what happens. That game of the week, I agree. It's definitely Saints and Bucks. I think Ravens, Colts, and Seahawks, Bills are contenders as well. Those are the top three of the week. Absolutely. So, what, brother, that concludes our week nine pick'em show. Wow. It's, can't what believe it, we're more than halfway already. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's absolute insanity. But you know what? Football will go on and the season's going by really fast. Already November already. It's crazy. Yeah, but, I can't believe it. We have Thanksgiving in three weeks already from and today. I make my return to New Jersey. Yes, this is going to be exciting stuff. Oh, actually, I have a fun idea to just before we get going to give everyone our What's classic that? information. I'll drop the commercials in too, potentially. <clears throat> but I think we should do something fun for Jets Patriots since the game's going to be so bad. Like, maybe we should do like a live stream of our reactions or something for like a quarter or two. You know what? Yeah, we could do that. We could do a live. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. We- yeah, you know what? Like we used to do for the Yankees. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna go live on. We haven't Twitter. done it for football really, so we might. No, as well yeah, go. we're gonna go. We're gonna go live on Twitter for a quarter, and this is, I'm gonna tell you guys. Forgive us. It's gonna be raw. It's gonna be raw emotion. So you're gonna hear us cursing. You're gonna hear us. We should do like the first or second quarter, so it's still interesting. Otherwise, we, it's gonna wh- be a. Why don't <laughs> Otherwise, do, I'll probably be checked out. <laughs> why don't we do the first? Uh, We'll do the first quarter. We'll go through. And then, like, literally, like, I'm just telling you guys, you guys are coming into my world. You know what? Yeah, we'll do the first quarter. Let's go for it. We'll have to do it. We'll figure out how we're going to do this, like, Twitter or something. Or maybe we'll try to get, like, a live cam or something. Oh, we could do Instagram Live, maybe. That could work. Yeah, that's true. We could do that. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about it. Fans are coming into my world. Julian knows how I get when the Patriots play. They're coming into my world. I don't. I get very, very emotional when you I know, watch these I games. I think it's a great idea because the game's going to be so boring. It's going to be something fun to make the game more interesting. So I think it's a, I think we should definitely do that. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. So you know what? Catch us on Monday night on Instagram Live. We'll have the first quarter of Patriots-Jets. That's exciting. For Julie, sure. I can't away, wait. Brother? All right, so follow us at Grunt Talks MLB. That's YouTube. Bobby's been churning out his football videos. I've been dropping some baseball ones as well. Um, you can subscribe to us there. That'd be huge. We're getting close to 3,000 subscribers, by the way. So you got to watch that number. Yep, we're let's gonna, keep it we're going. We're there. Got to hit that 3K soon. Uh, Twitter, Julian Gowardi. One, I just hit 8K. I want to thank everyone that's made that possible. Trying to get to nine now, obviously. Bobby needs to get to two. Instagram's Julian Gowardi. 11 and then apple Podcasts and spotify is where you find our gnt sports talk presented by grunt talks podcast yes um definitely shouting out my brother getting to eight thousand. the fact that he's at eight thousand followers on twitter that's really hard to do and he did it in a short period of time and all i could say is can you spare some followers for me brother I'm trying my best, bro. I'm yeah, trying to are, get him to go you over are, you. You have always been there to help me with that, and I, I appreciate you more than anything. Yeah, I'm just trying to get to 2,000. My goal is – this is a crazy goal. By the begin, by New Year's Day 2021, I want to be at 3,000 followers. I want to be BT. You can make it happen. Just got to keep pumping out that football I, content. It's I got well. to I mean, just got to keep grinding, B, you know. I got to do BT3K. Yeah, there you go, man. That's what it's all about. And we're just going to keep pushing. We got more stuff on the way. We're going to keep these football videos and podcasts going as well for the, as the weeks go on. Baseball offseason's coming up. So I'm excited, brother. Great podcast as always. And I will talk to you soon. Have a good one. Yep. Have a good one. GNT Sports Talk presented by Grunt Talks. Good night, everybody. Bye, brother.